supposed to play. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spending the one and twos. All right, today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. 877-37-GRIND is your number. All right, keeping it moving. So, yeah, that's my thoughts with that. We'll see how much this has steam. I'm pretty sure when they report, you'll see him on SportsCenter. They'll interview him. And first time, it'll be a, you know what it'll be a first for? This is the first time, too. It's going to be the first time an assistant trainer's ever been interviewed by media during camp. Okay, we're going to go in the first. But moving on, um, the Colts yesterday displayed some new uniforms. You know how this is just keeps coming. I told you, man, this is all NBA. You know, I give credit where credit's due. NBA, the NFL has made a major copycat off of the N- NBA in regards to dip multiple jerseys, more jerseys and stuff that fans can go spend money on. Because um, trust me, if you're a diehard fan and you're really still into jerseys, you got the home and away. And then it's like, what else can we come? We'll come with the alternate. But anyway, so the Colts released their alternate uniforms. We talked about the Browns the other day. Now the Colts have released theirs. And what is surprising to me, what I heard this morning, it's actually getting some backlash and some comments in regards out to the social media. It's kind of getting rocked. I was I was kind of surprised with that because I liked it. I mean, because what? It's the it's the black helmet. With like the blue trim. Now, this is something. Now, does this history, does this go back in Colts history or is this just something else? Because aren't they paying a homage to, uh, what is it, Indiana something or whatever they're calling these uniforms? They're what calling are, it the Indiana Knights jersey. The Indiana Knights jersey. Now, who the hell mm-hmm. is the Indiana Knight? Was it where, was it some old football team in Indiana before Baltimore moved to Indy? I mean, what, who's the, what's the Indiana? Or is it just what they're calling the uniforms? I think it's the Knights is more about the darker concept. Okay. Um, Because it's not about it's it's N I G H T S, not K N I G H T S. So it's not like Knights, Uh you know, like I don't know, uh, armored Knights or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, So this is just a new design. You know, first look like they say, kind of looks like the color rush jerseys. That concept we had a few years back. Everybody went, you know, the the Ravens with with those crazy black, all black, you know, socks, pants, Hmm. combining with the helmet, the helmet. Now the black helmet is unique. Um, I, I really like it too. I really kind of thought that I'm a, I'm a fan of the old uh, Boise uniforms too. I, I would have loved to just see flat out blue, but I mean okay. they already kind of have that. But it's a darker blue black helmet. I think it works. Yeah, I, I mean I like it because it's a dark black helmet that has the blue trim and the uniform is blue, right? All blue and the All pants. Yeah, pants are black. A little bit of stripe on the top of the shoulder pads there. What color are the pants with it? Is it black? A blue. A blue. So it's a blue. Mm-hmm. The, it's the it's, all, it's all that more like midnight blue, which I think is maybe yeah. where you get the, again, Indiana Knights or okay. Indiana Knights from. Uh, we're going to see it for the first time on October 22nd, week seven. It's going to be a home game against the Cleveland Browns. Wow. But that's not the day that y'all are supposed to wear or Cleveland is supposed to wear the white, right? I don't think so. I'd have to go okay. back to our okay. article from yesterday to double check. I know it's against the Steelers, and okay. I know you got one later on. So yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I know Denver's going to be releasing theirs, or they already released theirs. They're about two as well, too. So you wonder how many teams are going to have. And this is all driven by NFL front office. I mean, just to be honest with you. They've let teams know, like, look, get with your with your, 
design team, your art team, whatever can come up with a concept. We, we need some alternate uniform. I mean, it isn't really, you know, relayed like that, but I'm just paraphrasing for me. This is stuff that is generated, in my opinion, from the league office down to owners and certain teams and stuff like that. You catch yeah. the Seahawks bringing back the 90s jerseys? No, I didn't see that. I mean, that's probably what that old school, like kind of silverish helmet with the thing. That's the because uh, I think I thought they've done that before. They haven't done that before. The Steve Largent days. Huh? I thought they'd done it before, too, but they're calling it Seattle in the 90s. I believe the helmet, it's probably, then they might have a whole new uniform coming out for that. Like, they're taking it back to the whole set. Because if I'm not mistaken, I thought they've already, you know, wore the helmets once that had the old Hawks logo on there or whatever. But they're going to be revealing theirs, too. Okay. Well, 877-37-GRIND. All right, sticking to the NFL theme as well. I know we've been talking about matting ratings a lot on this week. We've got the cornerbacks, uh, excuse me, the quarterbacks that's been released today. I know we haven't really talked about, we talked receivers, but I want to talk about the running backs and quarterbacks. Uh, we'll get to that here shortly as well. Also, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, of course, everything is all news with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. There's two things with them today. One, Aaron Rodgers, I guess, allegedly sent some cryptic message or kind of talked about the possibilities of playing multiple years with the Jets. Okay. Um, sounds good. You know, you know, some people are like, well, he got into camp and he's seen these young talent and it's rejuvenated. Look. He didn't have a horrible year last year, but it wasn't it wasn't one of his MVPs year. So to me, he can try to sit there and say, hey, yeah, man, of course, this is going to be a one and done. Yeah, I think I'm going to be here multiple more years. I'm not going to say he's lying, but I'm going to say I have to see it to believe it at maximum. I feel that he plays two seasons at the max. I would not be shocked at all if this is a one and done because Aaron Rodgers, on his way to retirement, wasn't going to throw away a $40 million plus bag that he was going to acquire. He's going to take that at least after he negotiated with Green Bay a couple years ago when he held them hostage and got a new deal, more money. There was a plan with this, and I just feel with him, There's when you start talking about psychedelic conventions – I want dark cleansing. You know, you're you're out there, you know, red carpet wise. You've hosted Jeopardy. You would love to host Jeopardy again for full time one day. You, you're you're there. You're 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 50 to 60 percent there. And all it's going to take. And I'm going to tell you this right now. All it's going to take is a up and down first year grind losing streaks. Can we stop? the? It's you know. I will tell you this right now. He has a serious dis decision to make, and it would be a different tune, let's say, if the Jets finish at 500 or they finish two games below 500 and maybe miss the playoffs. Because you, he's going to, regardless how much of the young talent around him is and how juvenated he is, he's going to be in a situation where he's going to have to think long, like, look. You know, I, I tried it one other year in a different atmosphere, different environment, different organization. I've got this. He's made a boatload of money. It's a guy, honestly, if it wasn't his first year at the Jets, because I promise you this, too. I guarantee you, if he comes back for year number two, do I see him reporting as early as he did this year? Nope. Nope. 
I don't. And when I say reporting early, I mean the OTAs, the offseason with the receivers. I don't see that. I think that's the part of the grind that Aaron is burnt out on. And I'm not, I don't blame him. But I just feel that there's a lot of hype and chatter about these 2023 Jets, and they have not even played one game yet. And, and to me, with Aaron, it's one of those situations to where he has never played, and if you really think about it, he is he is yet. This is going to be the first time he's going to play with a defensive-minded coach. Mike McCarthy, offensive-minded. Lafleur, offensive coordinator, offensive-minded. Robert Sala is a defensive-minded coach. And also with Robert Sala, because he's in the news too, talking about, oh, now, yeah, I love hard knocks now. I like hard knocks. These are these are flags to me. And I like Robert Sala. I loved him as a defensive coordinator. I love his enthusiasm, his interaction on the sideline when he was a defensive coordinator with the 49ers. And he kind of displayed some of that in his first couple of years with the Jets. This is an important year, too, probably for Robert Sala, because honestly, if you look at him, I think he has a below 500. I think he's won two division games since he's been there. It, it's, it's like less than three, I will tell you. It's three, I think, max. He's won division games since he's been there. Now, he's entering his third year. But the reason why this comment about I like hard knocks now, we don't have a problem with hard knocks. The reason why I believe this is a red flag with him, because if you go back to last year, look at the Zach um, situation with the quarterback, uh, Zach Wilson. Look how he handled that. From the offseason, it was like, hey, okay, well, we believe in Zach, this and this. Okay, well, when we got in the season and Zach struggled those first two or three weeks and Robert Sala thought his deep, like, damn, dude, my defense is balling. I'm not going to let this young punk out of BYU screw me over. Well, we think we might be making a quarter, quarterback change. And then the way he handled that and the way they said, oh, this ain't nothing really with Zach, and then it was more about the maturity. My point is there was a lot of flip-flopping going on. And this is another flip-flop from, oh, man, the hard knocks, we don't want it. We don't want to do it. And then when you get force-fed by the NFL that you have to do it, now you want to sell it to everyone. Oh, there's no problem with us. Why? Because the cameras, NFL films and showed up, and you, these are human beings that you got to work with, and they just know you just crapped on them just about three weeks ago. And see, Come on, Robert. Coach, look, you got that. You can be one of the best coordinators. Coaching, you got to lead men. They've got to believe in you. And when you say you're not with something or you're for something, you got to stand by it. You can't be too wishy-washy. Remember also, even the man sitting to the left of me thought it was like, who cares? What are you doing? It was another one of those about the top about the running back. Why are we talking about? Remember also, he said, hey, take a day off. OTA, we don't need to be here the last couple of days. We don't need to be able to take off. We put in our work. Remember, this is the same coach that did that too. And, and I'm telling you, the guys are like, they're conditioned to whatever the culture is being set, that's what it is. Meaning like, if you've got a coach, that's why they say not everybody can play for Bill Belichick. It's boring up there. It's too rigorous. Everybody says that. Whether you're winning or not. So whatever the culture is that a coach sets, that's what's going to trickle down to the rest of the team, and that will show its head somewhere to the course of the season. There's a lot of talking coming. I will tell you this. If I had to rank the most talking coming out of any teams out of 32 this offseason as we get ready to camp, there's a 1A and there's a 1B. 1A, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to the New York Jets. 
And in a close second in 1B, I'm going to give it to them boys, the Cowboys. Those are the two teams that have done more talking this offseason about this and this and this and that. And you ain't got haters. You ain't popping. You got haters and this. And, oh, yeah, we could be the best defense in the league. Now, that's the Jets. And, of course, over yeah, man, you know, Kellen Moore want to just hit a home run every play. And there's a possibility that both their asses could be sitting home for the playoffs with you and me. Okay? There's also a possibility they can come out like a bat out of hell, go out 5-0. and oh. Speaking of the Jets, they got a tough first five schedule, man. They got a tough first one. And the one thing as we move on from the Jets and we go into these quarterback Madden ratings, the one thing nobody's talking about, we're talking about hard knocks with the Jets. We're talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers maybe committing two to three more years with the Jets. We're talking about Sauce Gardner. You ain't popping if you ain't got haters. You know what we ain't talking about, though? We ain't talking about that shaky-ass offensive line Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing behind. We can talk about all the young talent in the secondary. We can talk about the linebackers. We can talk about the defense. They have drafted well. When they, Look, I've told you, the NFL is not designed for you to suck that long. You've got bad ownership or bad management. If you Like in the NBA, you can be stuck in the abyss for a minute. But the NFL, the way they draft and order none of these picks, eventually you eventually the Jets are supposed to look like this. They've been picking like in the damn top seven for like the last 10 damn years, almost a decade. That now they've got the longest non-playoff streak drought in professional sports, thanks to the fact that the Sacramento Kings got rid of those demons this past a few months ago. But nobody talking about that shaky-ass offensive line they got. And you know what? I saw it with Ben. I saw it with Tom. And to be honest with you, I saw a little bit of it with Russell Wilson last year, too. What do I always preach? These quarterbacks that don't want to, it gets to a point where you don't want to get hit no more because it hurts more now when you get older. Now, Russ's thing, I think Russ is just playing pops. I'm like, I ain't going to waste my body for this hacking dude. What the hell is going on? I'm just going to you know, preserve myself. Now, I think that was Russ's case. But Tom, Ben, so my point is, will we see an Aaron Rodgers that has this, uh, you know, stowed upon him this, this coming up season? We'll have to see. Because I'm almost close to calling like, that. there ain't going to be no in-between with these Jets, man. They're either going to be, like, smoking or this is going to just blow up. We'll see. 877-37 grind. All right, so Madden has now released the quarterback ratings. That has come out today. We haven't had an opportunity to go through the running backs, which I want to do because we spent so much time on the running backs being disrespected. And we do have a running back that signed a deal today that I want to talk about as well, too. But before we get to that, let's look at some ratings. Let's start with the quarterback ratings of who we've got uh, the top. Let's say you want to go top 10 ratings in quarterbacks. 10 works for me. Okay. Uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes. 99 overall. Another 99 club member. And like I told Casey Rob, because he tried to mess me early in the morning. After he went and probably just finished brushing his teeth with the Kansas City Chiefs toothbrush. Had his draws on that had the Chiefs and everything. And he said, oh, hey, Cal. Here you go. Can't stop the rain. And you know what I told him? That's justified. That's Patrick Mahomes. 
That's what I'm saying. I mean, that like that, that he deserves a 99. How could you not? He does things that in the game. I mean, in the real game, that people, other people, just can't do. So I have no problem with being a 99. Where do they? Where do they have his speed at on Patrick? Where do they give him speed wise? Because he has sneaky speed. So I'm interested to see what they gave him. Uh, 84. Hmm. Um, for comparison purposes, Joe Burrow's an 83. Uh, Josh Allen is an 88. Lamar Jackson is a 96. And Jalen Hurts is an 89. For speed. For speed. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they could have probably gave Jay, uh, Hurts a 90. I think Patrick, what is they gave him? An 80 what? Uh, an 84 for speed. Uh, looking, looking at awareness, 98 overall. That sounds about throw right. Throw power, 97. That's right. Uh, Josh Allen has a 99 throw power. That's about right. That's about right. Yeah, so number nine, who came, or number two, who came at number two then? Are we going to get to that when we get back from the break? We'll have to hit that one after the break. All right, we'll man. We'll get to the rest of the top ten there. All right, you listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. The latest addition to the Zing Zang lineup brings the same great, bold, and delicious taste that you already know, only much hotter. Shake things up with Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix made with premium ingredients and crafted for a bold and savory taste, whether with your favorite vodka or with the pre-mixed ready-to-drink cans. Zing Zang, America's favorite Bloody Mary and an official sponsor of the sports grind. Please Zing Zang responsibly. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, spinning the one and twos on this R&B Friday. All right, today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. 
And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Pillin Whiskey. Keep in mind, Pillin Whiskey is an oak barrel aged whiskey distilled in Canada using the finest ingredients before bottling glacier fed spring waters added from Mount Hood, Oregon's highest peak. Keep in mind, Pillin Whiskey is the official spirit of the Pro Rodeo Cowboy Association and an official whiskey of the Professional Bull Riding Tour, which is the PBR Velocity Tour. And it's an official whiskey of the Sports Grind and official sponsor of the Sports Grind as well. 87737Grind. All right, so back to the um, Madden list and ratings. So we've got Patrick Mahomes at number one. So let's keep it moving. So knowing number one, who do you think is number two? Um, I would probably have to say, I mean, it's either got to be Joe Burrow or Josh Allen. That's who I would think. We got to make a pick. I feel like I would that's say I would, I, would, I would say Josh Allen. You're wrong. It's Joe Burrow. Wow. Okay. Um, I should have docked him for those interceptions in the red zone. But yeah, in his season, that makes sense. Uh, the big bonus um, for Joe Burrow is his awareness. Uh, 98 on Mahomes, 97 on Joey B. That's 10 points above Josh Allen's awareness. Wow, because the interceptions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and my thing is, like, what the hell you put his ass on the cover then for? I mean, like, if that, I think about it, if he, if you don't dock him and have him coming in at three, what the hell do you choose to be on the cover? But I understand what they did, but keep it going. Well, they gave him the boost in speed. They gave him the boost in throw power. They gave him the boost in accuracy. He has a 92 um, accuracy, which is higher than Mahomes and Burrow, but it's not higher than number four on the list, Lamar Jackson, who has a 96 accuracy rating, matching his speed there. So for those who feel like he can't throw, oh, sorry, acceleration, my bad. Uh, so it's speed on an acceleration there, uh, rating. I thought ACC would have been a, uh, accuracy, but I'm wrong. I don't have a problem with Joe. His overall, would you say, was a 90 what? His overall for for Joe Burrow is 95. Josh Allen's a 94. Lamar Jackson is 91. Okay, so Lamar's coming in technically fourth. Fourth place. To round 90. out your top five is Jalen Hurts at 88. They, they did Jalen kind of a little dirty. I think, I, honestly, I think you, if you had Lamar Jackson at 91. 91. I mm-hmm. think after that performance in the Super Bowl by Jalen Hurts, because if the Eagles were one, he would have been the MVP uh, of the regular season and Super Bowl. I think it's one of those situations to where he should have been in a 90. If Lamar's at a 91, he should have been at a 90. He, the 89, 80, 89, you said, or 88? 88. Yeah, that that's they, they kind of screwed Jalen on that one. Moving to the mm-hmm. bottom half of the top 10, Dak Prescott, number six. It's tied with uh, the Golden Boy, Justin Herbert, both at 87s. Considering the narrative out there about Dak Prescott, especially on a regional and national level, um, that's some love. I mean, because I think that you could, I mean, 87? 87. Honestly, I would probably say they gave him, and y'all know I like Dak Prescott, but if you talk about the performance last year, the the San Francisco game, and you talk about the uncertainty and the interceptions and the double-digit INTs, they probably gave, gifted him three to four points too many. I think I think Dak would be – and I love Dak, but I think Dak would be like at an 80, and I've said you can win a Super Bowl with Dak. But with all that said, 
up to what we've seen now coming off last year, I think Dak should have been like at 83-84. Okay, well, let's start working our way there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers comes in at number eight at an 86. Kirk Cousins, 84. And you get to that 83 territory is Tua. So you're putting Dak down there where they got Tua. I mean, based off of the narrative around him, I mean, and it's not just regional. It's not just in our backyard. It's nationally. And also, as much as – look, I give Aaron Rodgers criticism before his actions and what comes out of his mouth and him being a narcissist. But how do you have – so you give – so Dak is rated one point higher than Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Dak is rated one point higher than Aaron Rodgers. Come on. And Herbert is, too. I, look, Herb, Justin, I, I could maybe see that possibly, but Dak Prescott, I mean, what is Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know, I know they don't, this, I've always preached, this ain't tennis, this ain't boxing, but what, what is Aaron Rodgers head-to-head against Dak, like probably what, 2-0, and 3-0, and 2-1? and I don't know if Dak's ever beat Aaron. I don't know, maybe maybe once or so. Um, A lot of that could be coaching. And maybe this is Aaron Rodgers receiving the uh, degradation for the age uh, that you felt Aaron Donald should have received. Maybe this is why he's hitting, getting hit, getting docked for what being thirty nine. I mean, that's fine. I mean, but that's the same thing, kind of what I said. They didn't dock Aaron Donald for it, though. I mean, they still gave Aaron Donald a ninety nine. That and, and I know Aaron is dominant, Donald. But I think, like, man, for age, you could have gave him. That's what I said yesterday. Sure, you could gave him like a ninety seven. Some other talking points here on the quarterbacks because, again, most important position in all of professional sports. Uh, Trevor Lawrence comes in at 82. They've got Geno Smith in at 81 ahead of Goff, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Deshaun Watson, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Russell Wilson. Danger Russ has a 77 tied with Jimmy Garoppolo. They gave Russ a 77? Yeah, one point above Justin Fields and Ryan Tannehill. That is total disrespect. That 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 is – but you know what, man? Honestly, I mean, if you know, what you've done for – you've got to go – I mean, when they do this, they've got to take your season's previous stats and kind of figure out how they want to judge you going up. I mean, it was bad. I mean, but that's just shocking to see. You know what? I mean, we, I know you don't have it in front of you, but I would like to know what they had Russell rated his going into his last year at Seattle. I would like to see. Maybe you can look at that and find that before we end to get out of the show. But um, that is harsh, you know. I mean, that that's – I mean, one – and he's a, a little bit ahead of who? Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, just behind Jimmy G. He's behind uh, Jimmy. This is 10 points lower according to um – well, some some art, a number of articles from last year. Madden, uh, his rating last year to open was an eighty-seven. He's coming in at a seventy-seven, ten points lower. And of course, eighty-seven was coming off of a season of injuries that he missed some games in Seattle. His final year as well, too, uh, quite a bit of games. I guess. I mean, you know, but no, I'm not putting Jimmy ahead of of Russ in regards to even if that I would have had if I was in the room with a bunch of nerds that were putting this together I would sit there oh wait a minute man I know it was awful but you know what it was bad last year he's it tied with him Jimmy G it was, it, it was bad um, but we'll see if he can improve on that this top year. rated rookie this year uh, you got Daniel Jones coming in at 75 
Your your paid quarterback in New York. Um, Bryce Young is your highest rookie, 74, tied with Mac Jones. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Brock Purdy both have a 73. Um, When you look down there, uh, in terms of starting quarterbacks, uh, Kenny Pickett's back there at a 73. Um, Anthony Richardson, he gave him, Desmond Ritter, and Jordan Love, and Jameis Winston all have a 70. So they're kind of parlayed back there. Um, yeah, when you get in the 70s, I think when you get in the 70s, that puts you in the in the real-world terms. That puts you in the average Yeah, it's pretty rough. Zach Wilson has a 69, as does Taysom Hill. And you've got Jordan Love at 70. Wow, they're starting him low. And do you know, because you're a gamer or you pay attention to that, how often do they update the, the – is it done monthly or weekly during the season? Weekly during the season. Madden rating, ratings adjusters are out there uh, at most games, I'm pretty sure, if not every game. We got somebody out there, and you'll receive the updated rosters. Of course, it keeps track of player movement and everything like that. You know – They'll give guys bumps for you know, player of the week, for real-world player of the week. Well, I will tell you this: that again, those guys that sit in the seventies, uh, that that's gonna, they'll know it. They're gonna find out. You know, Russ is a little bit, you know, older now. Where some of the newer generation, like Sauce Gardner, some of these young cats, they're gonna pay probably more attention to that. Russ is a little bit, a little older, but it's gonna get it to them. Somebody young in that locker room with their young team still. Somebody say, "Hey, Russ, you had a seventy? Like what?" And Russ will give him some scripture. Like it's okay. Only, only, only guy can tell me really what scores. That's some fun. You're on the clock, Russ, man. I love you, man. You and Sierra got a beautiful family, but y'all on the clock, okay? Got a new sheriff in town. Ain't playing no games, man. This is about a three- or four-year project we got, you know? The, the, we, you know, there's too much sea of red that's been displayed. I mean, we we rented out. They rented the house out, which is the AFC West. They've been good tenants. The Chiefs have took a good job. They, you know, they don't even have to. They're going to get their deposit back. You know, they've taken care of the division for a while. We rented it out to them. Get the deposit back. Didn't break anything, but it's time to, you know, the market's changing. Okay? He's got to get it going. That's embarrassing. 70 months. Damn. From the most valued position to the least valued position, running backs. Good. This will be a nice segue to the news today on who got a contract out of running backs. Uh, Nick Chubb is your number one running back in Madden 24 to start the season with a Mm. 97 overall. Uh, that's ahead of Christian McCaffrey, who has 96. Josh Jacobs, so wait, pause right there. Did you see his squatting the other day? Nick Chubb, yeah. On how much he squatted? Yeah. Golly, man. He's a monster, dude. How old is he again? Like about, Ooh, about is he still under 30? Oh, yeah. He under 30? I think he's about 27. I forgot. I lose track how long he's been in the league. I didn't count at Georgia. But, yeah, man, he's a beast. I have no problem uh, with that. I think now when you talk about Travis Kelsey, like, well, you drop Travis in it. No, Nick Chubb, you can drop him in any system with any coach. And Nick's, and as long as he's got a decent offensive line, can follow, well, Nick Chubb's going to get some yards. But And think about it. That's still sharing some carries with two to three other back, two one or two other backs through the course of his last couple years as well, too. They haven't really used him like a work, work, workhorse. And Cleveland Browns fans will tell you that they don't like fancy because he doesn't run the ball enough. Exactly. So despite all that, but he's number one with a 90. 97. Nice. And who, okay, keep it going. Christian McCaffrey, 96. Hmm. Free agent Josh Jacobs with a 95. 
Uh, Derek, or, sorry, not free agent, franchise taggy. Right. Another 95. Derek Henry, 94. Saquon Barkley, 93. Austin Eckler, uh, 89. Jonathan Taylor, 89. Aaron Jones, 88. Uh, Tony Pollard, 88. And to round out your top 10, Joe Mixon at 87. What did they give Tony Pollard? An 88. And that's only one point ahead of, or behind of uh, Jonathan Taylor. And yeah. they really docked Jonathan Taylor for injury games last year, missed games. And I think they really, you know, erred on the side of caution with Jonathan Taylor last year. There was, I mean, yes, he had some knickknack injuries, the foot, but there was no point in bringing him out there last year with that team. And I think that's the decision that Ballard made, which was smart. They kind of eyed, you know, erred on the side of caution, but. You know, to have Tony Pollard looking. I know in this region, Dallas fans love Tony. He's the guy that made him they let Zeke go home, go away, get away. But one point better than Jonathan Taylor, I don't know about that. What kind of what speed did they give Pollard? He had to get some love on the speed point because he's he does have some bursts and some breakaway speed. Uh, Pollard has a ninety three, ninety three, which is hmm. one point behind Jonathan Taylor, right there with Saquon Barkley. Okay. All right. It gives him, uh, puts him in a, a tie or a tie for second uh, in the top ten. And keep it going. And who else we got rounding out? Uh, so we rounded out the top ten okay. with Joe Mixon. Um, but to look ahead to the top-rated rookie um, is uh, Bijan Robinson, as he should be, uh, coming in at eighty-one. Back there with Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. And just ahead of uh, Devin Singletary. Well, see, I think, you know, B. John Robinson is going to be the one back, whether it's rookie or vet, second year, third year, fifth year back, that probably gets is going to escalate very quickly in regards to his rating because I think that he's going to be the one back that is really going to be featured. Like, if you think of Atlanta, like, the way the team is structured, I think that he's going to be a big workload in the running game, but I think they're still going to try to open it up in the passing game, but B. John Robinson is going to be a guy that's going to be catching the ball out of the backfield and running, so I think his he's going to escalate very quickly from, what, the 81 that they gave him? He'll yeah. be he'll be knocking. I would think by the end of the season. I don't know if Atlanta will be winning, but I think by the end of the season he'll be around eighty eight to ninety. I think. I mean, because they're. I mean, first of all, I still believe they're going to be in shootouts a lot. I, I just don't know if they've done enough defensively uh, to make a difference. Um, you know, I know they didn't. They hire. Um, in, where is Denver's former defensive court? Where did he go? Was it Atlanta? Because I knew earlier I thought it was. Um, and you with Minnesota, but that was uh, Brian Flores, and I and my mind slips me where he went. Uh, was it Atlanta? He went somewhere. He took it. Oh, oh, it Carolina. I think it's Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. The Panthers. Double check on that. But um, but no, I think Bijan to basically go out there. And, and if you look, switching the subject a little bit. If you look at really, and I don't have him in front of me, but if you just look at when you're looking, yeah, it's Carolina, right? I thought so. Yeah, if Arrow. Yeah, I knew it was, I always get it confused with Atlanta. So, it's, again, back to Atlanta, I just don't know if they've done enough defensively to where it's going to make a difference, especially in the win and loss column, because they really exceeded expectations last year because people thought they were going to be trash. But, um, you know, I've, and I just lost train of thought where I was just going with that even before my next take. But the truth of the matter is, is in regards to the yeah, that's where it was. The running back being a rookie, I don't have it in front of me. But if you look at probably when you start talking about rookie of the year, 
odds, like who are your chances to win rookie of the year? I think a guy like B. John Robinson has to have some good value and odds because, again, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to shine to be able to win that rookie of the year or if it's offensive, quote-unquote offensive rookie of the year. You know, that's just my opinion because he's going to get probably a lot of workload. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, he was the early favorite. He's sitting there yeah. plus 275. That makes uh, sense. Bryce Young plus 500. Anthony Richardson plus 600. And C.J. Stroud plus 850. Yeah, I would basically definitely uh, go with B. John Robinson, but I would back it up with a um, Bryce Young uh, because I think really – Again, I I, th- I think Carolina. There was definitely some groceries left for Frank Wright, and um, and I think Bryce Young, with all the talk and the focus about his size and can he see over the offensive line, I think his his game, his knowledge in his brain to be able to process defenses as fast as he can. And I understand there's an adjustment between college and the pros of speed, but you got to understand, man, where he went. You got to understand he's going against a tough defense or a defensive-minded coach and system every day in practice for the last few years at Alabama. And I think that, you know, it's one of those that his opportunity and his his ability to process defensive information quickly is going to make up for that, and that's the reason why the Carolina Panthers have a very legit shot, I believe, uh, to win the NFC South this year i think it really comes down to them and the saints i haven't decided which way i'm going to lean for sure when i release the picks but i will tell you it's coming out of those two it's coming out of those two speaking of the saints before we leave i know we just did top 10 what what kind of love did Derek Carr get? i know he evidently wasn't in the top 10 but i'm eager to see what kind of what kind of rating did they give mr Derek carr as he changes scenery and goes from the desert out to the big 504 boys what? Uh, he's a 78 That is probably it's a little bit disrespectful for as much time get. That's a little bit right. I think you could have maybe you could have maybe gave him an eighty. I think you could have squeezed no more than an eighty. But if the Saints are going to win the division, he's another one that his rating should go up on a weekly basis because he's going to have to play well uh, for New Orleans, I think, to be victorious and have an opportunity to make the playoffs and win the NFC South. 877-37-GRIND. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this, it's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York.
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 